0: I uh, would like to thank especially all the members of the community who are here today. Uh, this is uh, an important moment um, as our community uh, continues to address the two very important twin epidemics of, of HIV and STIs. Uh, my name is Bill Keaton, I'm the Vice President and Chief Advocacy Officer at the AIDS Resource Center of Wisconsin. Got a lot of great folks who um, are, are here today to talk, so I'm gonna turn it over very quickly here to uh, Council President Ashanti Hamilton. Uh, From there, um, folks are going to come up one by one. We're not going to do a round of introductions for everyone. We're going to allow folks to introduce themselves. And we're going to try and take questions at the end. So please save them for the end. Folks are going to stick around as long as they can. They'll be here and available to to meet and speak with all of you. Um, And uh, lastly, just uh, really have to say how proud I am of this community for coming together. Uh, The organizations that are represented here, state and local local government, uh, local organizations responding to this um, have come together in response to this uh, very important uh, announcement and uh, it's uh, a great foundation from which we're gonna be able to build great things. So um, without further ado, uh, Council President Hamilton, please come on up. Well, good afternoon, everybody.
1: Look, we have a very important conversation to have this afternoon, and I'm um, really excited at the response uh, that the community has had around this issue. And so I really wanna thank uh, the AIDS Resource Center of Wisconsin, um, Bill, for pulling together this group of community partners uh, to address this very serious community concern because one of the things that we absolutely know and understand about what we're facing here with this uh, with this outbreak uh, of AIDS and STIs is that some of our most vulnerable communities are the communities that are affected by this. And so it's important for us to have an appropriate response to it. So in order for us to be able to protect the young people uh, and some of the folks who have a stigma around getting tested, using protection, and having very clear conversations about how abstinence is an absolute protection. But even if that's not an option, being able to have open and honest conversations about using protection and also testing, making sure that people are not stigmatized by knowing what their status is and being comfortable communicating to their very intimate partners about that status so that they can protect themselves. It's a very open and honest conversation that we need to have in our our community in order for us to be able to address this issue effectively. And so we have a number of partners who are coming to the table to try to make sure that we are addressing this in the way that we need to. And so your presence here today, your presence here today is an example of what we need to do as a community to be able to wrap our arms around this problem. And so as we move forward, I want you to recognize the partners that are coming to the table and the role that you can play in helping to expand this conversation to help those in our community take advantage of the opportunities to get themselves tested in using protection all right and so in order for us to be able to 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 have this effect you know we're getting a lot of attention around this issue um we have to have a broad base of partners that are helping to do this so your presence here today is an example of that so without further ado because we have a number of people who want to share both information with you as well as to let you know what some of the services are in the community. Um, We wanna first call up uh, our health commissioner so that she can tell you a little bit about what's happening in the health department, some of the work that's already been done, uh, and then the direction that we should go in as a community to try to help address this problem. Okay? So thank you very much, and I'll call up uh, Commissioner McManus. Thank you.
2: Good morning. Dr. Patricia McManus. I'm the health commissioner for the city of Milwaukee. And I have Angie is up here going to help me. I'll her introduce herself. But we really kind of broke ours apart, and that is to talk about the most relevant data we have, although uh, our data, we cannot give the data out to you. We speak about it, but it's not certified yet. So we've got to make sure that happens. And then I will talk about some of the things in general. Actually, uh, the president stole some of my stuff I have in here I think he must have looked at it or something, but I'm just going to repeat it because it can't repeat, okay, repeat it. Can't repeat it too too many times. So I'm going to Angie go first, and then I'll make a statement.
3: Hi, my name is Angie Hagee. I'm the director of disease control and environmental health for the City of Milwaukee Health Department, and I'd like to do some clarification about the data that's been reported so far. Um, we have a social network of uh, 127 individuals that we identified late last year. And that network included 76 people who tested positive for syphilis, HIV, or both. And they, it kind of works out like this. 19 individuals um, tested positive for syphilis, but tested negative for HIV. 24 individuals had syphilis and HIV. 33 individuals with HIV but tested negative for syphilis. Um, I wanna emphasize this, 25 individuals tested negative for both HIV and syphilis, and 26 individuals whose status is unknown, meaning that we're either unable to contact them or they were unwilling to be tested. Um, the number of newly diagnosed HIV and STI n- cases have increased na- nationally, and we've seen that here in Milwaukee as well. Um, we have some preliminary numbers for 2017. Um, in 2017, in the city of Milwaukee, we saw 117 cases of HIV, 53 cases of primary and secondary syphilis. 4,401 cases of gonorrhea and 9,725 cases of chlamydia. Um, the rankings for metropolitan statistical areas are not out yet, so based on 2016 rankings, Milwaukee is the highest in the nation um, for gonorrhea and ranks fourth for chlamydia. Thanks, Dave.
2: So the number of newly diagnosed HIV STIs has increased nationally as well as in Milwaukee. Communities with high numbers of vulnerable populations, such as the city of Milwaukee, are experiencing high incidence of diagnosis. Vulnerable populations include, but not limited to, men who have sex with men, ethnic minorities, injection drug users, women, especially those in the sex trade and human trafficking. The spike in the Milwaukee HIV STI cases is especially concerning to the City of Milwaukee Health Department because of a handful of youth who were newly diagnosed with HIV or syphilis. Generally, the diagnosis is seen between young adults uh, between the ages of 14 or 24 years of age. The Health Department strongly encourages parents, caregivers, teachers, and others to promote the ideal of teens abstaining from sex or using protection if they are sexually active, and to get regularly tested tested for HIV STIs we're talking about. The stigma and discrimination with with testing for HIV and STIs and having the infection must be removed to increase early diagnosis and proper treatment. The Health Department is also concerned about the three cases of congenital syphilis that were identified in 2017. This is considered a sentinel event That needs to be um, action on uh, right away to figure out what's going on. The last known case was in 2012. The health department strongly encourages pregnant women and women of childbearing ages to use protection, get regularly tested for STHIVs, and then uh, to complete treatment regimes uh, as required or as suggested. So that's those are the general things that we're saying, and we're working we're gonna get together with our partners and have more detail around what we want to do. So thank you.
4: Good afternoon, Uh, my name is Bethany Wyatt and I am the Prevention Program Manager at Diverse and Resilient. Um, It's wonderful to be here and to have so much attention placed on this long-standing issue. As a public health agency, Diverse and Resilient has a particular focus on providing HIV and STI testing services, health education, and leadership development for LGBTQ people and people of color throughout Wisconsin. As HIV disproportionately affects black people in this city and across the nation due to living at the intersections of poverty and disenfranchisement, Diverse and Resilient has made the work of reaching young gay black men, in particular, a priority for more than two decades. We provide HIV and STI counseling, testing, and referral services daily at two locations, including our site on Milwaukee's northwest side, in partnership with the Milwaukee Health Department. All individuals who test positive at our agency are linked to medical care. In another partnership with the AIDS Resource Center of Wisconsin, we recently launched an in-house PrEP clinic, providing greater community access uh, to PrEP, or pre-exposure prophylaxis, a highly effective daily pill that can be taken by HIV-negative persons to greatly reduce the risk of transmission of HIV. Our 414 all condom campaign Uh, distribution campaign which provides free condoms to over 30 sites and MPS schools will be expanding to provide condoms at additional distribution sites we continue to provide HIV and STI prevention education and programming such as our empowerment program which is federally funded which focuses on building community among young gay black men And increasing their leadership skills to address HIV prevention measures among their peers. And just to provide a little more perspective on this issue, I'd like to introduce my colleague at Diverse and Resilient, Kofi Short.
5: Good afternoon. My name is Kofi Short. I am the Grants Compliance and Quality Manager at Diverse and Resilient. And I'm here today really just to sort of speak personally Um, at this time when we know that representation uh, is really vitally important. uh, I thought that I should stand here before you. Um, I looked at the, the roster of people and recognized that I am the only person speaking who has the lived experience of having been a young black gay male. Uh, who came to understand my sexuality and the pursuit of my desire uh, for love and affection and sexual intimacy at a time when uh, we talked about AIDS, not HIV, right? So fast forward 30 some uh, odd years later, um, I work at Diverse and Resilient and young men come into our organization every single day for an HIV or an STI test and they are frightened so things have not really changed. Um, of course, you know, we, we talk to them about proper condom use, how they can um, you know, negotiate their relationships, all of the above, things that people will mention later today. Uh, but something else that we do is we listen. We listen intently. Uh, and when we do that, we begin to understand that much of what this is about and why we're here today uh, is really about the intersection of racism and hom- homophobia uh, that continue to be pervasive in our community. Um, We hear stories about long-standing trauma in neighborhoods with high rates of poverty and unemployment, uh, disenfranchisement from a system that benefits white lives over black and brown ones. Uh, We hear about the um, debilitating effects of HIV stigma, and of course, uh, simply that there is inadequate sexual health education. So for those of us who are uh, in the trenches, so to speak, uh, this is is not groundbreaking news, uh, but I want all of the young black gay men in our community to know uh, that someone who looks like them and quite frankly loves like them is here fighting uh, on behalf of them uh, because their lives do indeed matter. Thank you.
6: Hello, my name is Erica Sinclair and I'm the founder and CEO of Greater Milwaukee Center for Health and Wellness. Um, we are on, on an independent, nonprofit medical clinic um, and we're dedicated to um, primary care and making sure that people that are vulnerable populations have access to health care. Um, and so that includes a lot of education um, and, and because of my background in public health, I kind of view health care systems and with a pop- population health lens. So a lot of the work that we do and that I do um, comes from that space, but then, like Kofi said, we're on the front lines. So I have a physical clinic at, on Port Washington Road, 4655 North Port Washington Road, um, and we're in Glendale technically, but we're near, near enough to Milwaukee, literally across the street, that we have access. And we intentionally chose that space so that we can have access by the 15th, I have 43, and be able to be right on Poor Washington Road where a lot of activity takes place, um, believe it or not, in the sex trade. um, And people don't really know about that, but that's another day for another conference. Um, And so we're there to be available to people who don't normally have access to healthcare. And we do a lot of education. We do health insurance enrollment. um, We do HIV STD testing and treatment. We we have an on-site lab. We're able to do uh, uh, conferences and um, resource fairs and education sessions in-house. We work with Milwaukee Public School systems like um, North Division. Um, We've worked in um, Marshall and also in Vincent High School. Um, so we have access to um, services and we make sure that they have access to us. We're a part of the um, Diverse and Resilience 411 um, campaign, for one for all campaign, and then we also have um, services that are available and then we connect with all the, pro- the providers and the partners that are listed. So I'm proud that we are part of this community and that we have access, especially for transgender health, that's, part of one of, that's one of the reasons I imagine I'm on, the bo- on this, uh, this panel, is because that's one of our specialty areas, is that when we say vulnerable populations, we include LGBT, especially transgender health, because Linda West was one of the um, national experts in transgender health. And we do offer that as a service, and as, as a result, that particular population has access to the same services we're talking about here, HIV and STD testing, where they're, where they're comfortable, they're safe, and they're honored for who they present themselves to be. So that's our goal with um, our services. Um, we have, and we're, like I said, we're a nonprofit, so we always accept in donations so that we can expand our services. Um, and we also have a lot of volunteers, and we, we actually um, serve as a site to train future providers. Because one way of us getting to this issue of equity is to make sure that the providers that come into the services and, and into being of service know and understand from a frontline standpoint what that means. And so if you're at the front desk and you're answering the phone and you understand what people go through as clients of our clinic, then when you go out into the world, then you're able to serve them in a way that you understand exactly what they're going through. And you can actually say that and mean it. So we have pr- providers in Planned Parenthood that we've trained, and we are happy to say that. That's one of our best partners. Um, don't anybody get jealous when I say that. <laughs> but that's one of our best partners. And then um, we also are in diverse, resilient, and ARCW as well. So one of our biggest challenges is making sure that we have funding to keep our doors open so we can be available to, the, to serve who we serve. The other one is making sure that we work with health systems that understand how to work with vulnerable populations. And that's not always what happens. So oftentimes we find ourselves trying to educate healthcare systems on what our our clients need in order to get their services taken care of. So we do a lot of education, like I said, of patients, of staff, of providers, and of healthcare systems. And so that's one reason why GMC is important. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it.
7: Good afternoon. My name is Dave Wynn. I'm an executive director at Holden Street Clinic and also one of the clinicians, and also I do outreach on occasion. Um, Holton Street Clinic is a nonprofit that specializes in men's sexual health. Uh, We do full STI testing and treatment at a nominal fee, regardless of insurance. Um, We also do free HIV and syphilis testing at the clinic, as well as at eight of the local bars in Milwaukee and southeastern Wisconsin, as well as at the LGBT Center. Um, we have seen a rise in the last few years of syphilis, um, as as well as other STIs, including gonorrhea, chlamydia, etc., um, which all can lead to an increase in uh, risk of HIV transmission. Um, historically, we have not seen a large amount of folks under the age twenty at the clinic, um, or as as well as at outreach sites. Um, because of this, we did join forces with the LGBT center. Um, Medical, the medical college as well as diversity and resilience um, to provide a soft handoff uh, from a familiar face to help people increase comfort with health care and to break some potential barriers down um, we also do prep at the clinic uh, at a very reasonable cost uh, pre-exposure prophylactics is very helpful at keeping people from becoming HIV positive and can be very very affordable Um, One of our biggest challenges is reaching people under age 20, especially people that could really benefit PrEP. So, thank you.
8: Hello, I'm Andy Petrel. I'm an associate professor at the Medical College of Wisconsin. I have appointments in the Division of Infectious Disease and at the Center for AIDS Intervention Research. I also serve as the medical director of the Brady Street STD Clinic which uh, is a free clinic that serves the health, uh, sexual health needs of men who have sex with men since 1974. At the clinic um, we offer free HIV counseling and testing and referral for any patients who test positive and we offer free um, STD uh, diagnosis and treatment. I, I would like to start by thanking the epidemiology team at the State of Wisconsin um, HIV AIDS Program um, for their hard work in this investigation that took place over the last uh, year or two. It's really through their dedication to epidemiologic investigation that we now all understand what is happening in our community. The information that we're discussing today is, uh, highlights uh, an unfortunate situation that we have in Milwaukee. There are of course uh, multiple factors that contribute to the spread of infection of HIV and STDs such as um, when individuals avoid seeking medical care due to a lack of insurance coverage or a fear of stigmatization that they may face in care, when medical care is not available at a time or place um, that is accessible to them, and when socioeconomic and other circumstances place individuals at a higher risk for acquiring infections. Luckily there are proven ways of decreasing HIV and STIs. After implementing a comprehensive public health strategies, many other cities have already experienced dramatic declines in their HIV rates. I'm confident that with sufficient resources and a strong partnership between the state government, the city health department, our academic medical center, the other universities in Milwaukee, community health organizations, um, that we can achieve similar success in ending HIV in Milwaukee. And I hope that um, this conference will help bring us together to. Um, starts down that path. Thank you.
9: <coughs>
10: Hi, my name is Tom Vacuber. I'm a family physician at the 16th Street Community Health Center. Um, our, our, uh, the 16th Street Clinic has several clinics in Milwaukee. We serve a population of over 40,000 patients in Milwaukee and Waukesha. Roughly 220 of our patients have HIV. Uh, As a physician, I'm also concerned about the health of our patients and the recent cluster of patients in Milwaukee with HIV and syphilis. I'm here today as a physician to, to help raise awareness about STIs and to talk through our efforts, successes, and struggles when it comes to making sure our community is healthy and safe. At the 16th Street Clinic, our HIV medical and behavioral health departments work diligently together to provide HIV and SDI care for some of the city's most vulnerable residents. This care consists of a broad spectrum of services including targeted HIV outreach and prevention, preventive care management, medical care and treatment of our, of our HIV patients, and uh, linkage uh, to care services, medical case management, and PrEP uh, support, uh, PrEP or pre-exposure prophylaxis specifically allows us to support HIV negative community members while engaging them with further education and care. Our community, community members are resilient but struggle with uh, competing priorities with access to health care and prevention services among them. Uh, the stigma and shame associated with living with HIV limit people's ability to access education or seek resources as do their language, economic status, and immigration status. Uh, This is a complex issue and one we are working at daily, collaborating with partners like those here today and innovating to find new ways and better ways to help serve our community. Through the existing activities and strong relationships that we have with the community we, we plan to integrate a more focused prevention and education efforts around syphilis ensuring that our our outreach and clinical efforts are meeting this need and giving our community the information, support, and resources they need to stay safe and well. So we will be offering extended testing hours during the month of March through our HIV outpatient department. Our current hours are 8.30 to 5, uh, Monday through Friday. We will remain, they will remain unchanged. On Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we'll keep uh, the hours open until 6.30. The uh, Chase Bank building on the corner of Greenfield and uh, Cesar Chavez is the the building and it's uh, on on the uh, lower floor. A confidential um, evaluation is available to all people regardless of their economic insurance or immigration status. If these timeframes don't work, we also have, uh, after after our calls, uh, appointments uh, by calling 414 897-5589 Eight nine seven five five eight nine. At the end of the month, we'll um, evaluate the effectiveness of these interventions and extended hours, and continue to adjust based on the needs of their, our community. Uh, making prevention and testing services easy and as accessible as possible. So thank you and thank everybody for coming here today.
11: Hello. My name is Wendy Ehrman and I'm an adolescent medicine physician at the Medical College of Wisconsin and Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. I currently work at Midtown Pediatrics in the Adolescent Medicine Program or Milwaukee Adolescent Health Program and at the Val Phillips Juvenile Detention Center. And today I wanted to point out that two very important public health reports have come out in the past week or two. The first one was the Homicide Review Commission's updated report on sex trafficking among adults and youth in Milwaukee. And then this report, and I don't think we can ignore the intersection of these two reports. I think it is really, really important that we get out there and encourage not just adolescents who are sexually active, but especially those that are most vulnerable for sexual exploitation. And this means that we really need to push healthcare providers to test and screen those that are homeless, those that are in out-of-home placement those that are in the correction system and those that are in child welfare. These are just some of the few risk factors for sexual exploitation. So I hope to continue working with my partners at Children's Hospital, the HIV team, Child Advocacy and Protection Center, and the Adolescent Medicine Program to get this message out that we need to look for these youth and we need to be screening them because sexually exploited youth are at particular risk for sexually transmitted infections, especially HIV and syphilis. Thank you.
12: Good afternoon, my name is Laura Kressman and I'm with the Wisconsin HIV Primary Care Support Network at the Medical College of Wisconsin. The Wisconsin HIV Primary Care Support Network has provided intensive nurse case management services to women, including pregnant women, infants, children, and youth since 1992. The network brings together the Medical College of Wisconsin, Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, American Family Children's Hospital, and the AIDS Resource Center of Wisconsin, along with community agencies, many of whom are represented here today, and providers to form a statewide community-based care system. The collaborative was built in partnership with families, primary and specialty care providers, based on the belief that every child and youth deserves skilled HIV care near their home. The network provides a team approach to care, the center being the youth and their family, surrounded by their primary care provider, their HIV specialist, other medical providers, community support, and particularly a nurse case manager who coordinates the team's efforts. Healthcare can be overwhelming, and navigating the healthcare system is something that is particularly challenging to young people. Our nurse case managers and social work staff can work with families to make sure they have access to quality services and also address psychosocial needs, linking them to community resources and any additional support they need. The Wisconsin HIV Primary Care Support Network will continue to partner with the state of Wisconsin AIDS HIV Program, the City of Milwaukee Health Department, and all of our community partners here to ensure that the youth who have been impacted by this STI and HIV cluster continue to receive the medical care and support that they need. Thank you. Good afternoon,
13: I'm Julie Bach. I am the Senior Vice President of Programs from Pathfinders. Pathfinders has been around for nearly 50 years and we are focused on working with runaway, homeless, pushed out young people who are the most vulnerable young people and their families in our community. Our mission is to empower youth and change their lives. And our vision is to have all youth be safe, healthy, independent, successful, and valued. I'm here today to talk about context because we do not offer ourselves HIV testing nor STI testing. But what we do is we live in the area of context. Our core services are focused on housing and emergency shelter, helping our young people and their families meet their basic needs, helping people achieve their educational goals as well as their employment goals, helping people heal through treatment from the trauma of their lives. And we focus on prevention education so that people can be taught new skills and be educated about what risks are in their lives. One of the ways we do this is through our Street Beat street outreach team. Our truck is about a half a block down on the east. I invite you to come and see it afterwards. And we make sure that young people throughout the city have access to accurate information and safer sex materials. Some of the special challenges facing our young people, especially lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, questioning, transgender young people are that they have problems securing housing. Often they are in conflict with their families and they may be pushed out, or once they hit 18, they can't find housing. If you don't have housing, you can't build the rest of your life. We need to be able to help them understand how to be a good tenant and a good neighbor, and we need to help them get housing. Unfortunately Milwaukee remains one of the most segregated cities for housing and the primary color frankly of our young people are black and brown young people who we serve nearly or over 7,000 a year. Unfortunately things have not changed since 2010 when the Centers for Disease Control did an epidemiological study on HIV and AIDS in Milwaukee and found that housing instability and homophobia played significant contributing factors to HIV transmission. Homophobia and transphobia continue to interfere with young people gaining and keeping their housing. Added to this is the issue of survival sex and sex trafficking. All young people, especially traumatized young people, are searching for caring adults in their lives. Unfortunately, when young people can't get their basic needs met, they often turn to trafficking because that allows them some stability in their housing and getting their needs met unfortunately though they are using their bodies as currency it is often the only thing they have and that allows them to get access to food and to shelter but creates incredible danger and incredible vulnerability this gray economy that they are engaging in goes without the rest of our community seeing or paying attention to it, which distances them and endangers them further. Access to healthcare is decreased, and disease prevention and education is also decreased. Unfortunately though then, the likelihood of experiencing sexually transmitted diseases and HIV increases and the likelihood of adults and legal minors having sex within that context of disease prevention increases. Consequently, our young people need caring adults. They need medically accurate prevention education services and free and easy access to safer sex materials. They will get all of those things from Pathfinders. Additionally, Our community needs to address the systemic issues impacting our young people's lives, such as homophobia, transphobia, homelessness, unemployment, and racism. Pathfinders is also going to assist with that. We thank you for listening, and we are proud to be partners with every single other organization in this room. Thank you.
14: Good afternoon. My name is Debbie Bonilla, and I'm Vice President of Patient Services for Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin. Planned Parenthood's mission is is to empower all individuals to manage their sexual and reproductive health through providing patient care, education, and advocacy. We do this by increasing access to birth control, providing effective sex education to youth and adults, in giving individuals the tools they need to advocate for their own individual healthcare needs. Planned Parenthood is a proud community health partner. In recent years, we have worked with our partners to help decrease the rates of teen and unintended pregnancy here in Milwaukee. And I'm pleased to report we're currently at a nationwide, nationwide low for teen uh, and unintended, excuse me, unintended pregnancy rates. While we have have seen success in this area, we have unfortunately also seen rates of sexually transmitted infections continue to rise. We know that in our community there are opportunities to improve access to the resources and services that have the potential to decrease sexually transmitted infections and HIV, including encouraging condom use, regular STI testing, affordable treatment, and support for talking with partners about safer sex. Access to healthcare includes not just the location of health centers and the availability of of appointments, but also the affordability of service and patient's comfort level with their provider. Planned Parenthood is proud to offer high quality, compassionate care for patients, regardless of their ability to pay. Through six health centers in Milwaukee County, Planned Parenthood Parenthood provides affordable quality healthcare to more than 30,000 patients each year. And our education team works with Milwaukee Public Schools to provide sex education. While this recent identification of so many new cases of sexually sexually transmitted infections and HIV is disheartening, Planned Parenthood is committed to working to reverse this trend. Together with our partners and the support of the community and adequate resources, we can improve health outcomes throughout Milwaukee. Thank you.
9: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Tony Snell. I'm the uh, Interim Director of the Milwaukee LGBT Community Center. It's a pleasure being here, and it's an honor to be here with so many of these organizations and leaders and bringing this to light. We have a robust youth organization uh, program headed up by Dr. Amber Tucker. We also provide a safe space, a drop-in space for our youth. And we collaborate with many of these organizations and people here today to provide testing on site and also referrals. But I want you to imagine something. I think if you're a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer youth and you find out that you test positive, imagine how stigmatized you become now. Imagine the trauma, imagine the anxiety and the depression. As you probably are well aware, LGBTQ youth have higher rates of attempted suicide and now you combine this and this intersection. I was just speaking to President Ashanti Hamilton in the back and he says you know these are real stories this is real, real numbers and this is real people and it's so great to hear this today and then I turned to him and said well you know the broader community doesn't understand this and you know what there are parents out there will only begin to understand it when it happens to their child and it may be too late. Thank you.
15: Good afternoon, everyone. I promise I'm the last speaker today and we will take questions once I'm done. My name is Mike Gifford. I'm the President and Chief Executive Officer of the AIDS Resource Center of Wisconsin. I want to thank all of the community organizations who have gathered here in response to the HIV syphilis Um, Report: The HIV Syphilis Report is a clarion call for action. For far too long, HIV and STIs have caused a significant threat to our youth. This did not propel Milwaukee to the top of the list of American cities that are affected by STIs. We were already there. The time for talk is over, the time to act is now, and we must act as if the lives of our children depend on it. After all, they do. I'm proud of my colleagues who were among the first responders to the report the City of Milwaukee Health Department, Milwaukee Public Schools, Diverse and Resilient, and Planned Parenthood. Their quick action protected our youth. Their action is a great foundation for which all of us to respond in even greater ways. In order to change the course of the HIV and STI epidemics in Milwaukee, ARCW is offering concrete steps to all schools choice and charter, private and public to protect students. Schools need to update and extend culturally appropriate sex education, establish rapid response teams to address these issues in real time, provide HIV and STI testing in their schools, and provide unfettered access to condoms. To our friends at the city of Milwaukee, led by a mayor, a common council president, and a health commissioner, who've long been strong allies in the fight against AIDS, we offer our support and ask for you to extend your already significant leadership. We commit to support the City by offering life-saving PrEP services in your clinics and participating in heightened surveillance efforts. We ask for the City of Milwaukee to update your health information systems, to enhance timely response to disease trends, fill vacant positions in these areas responsible for responding to HIV and STI reports, and mobilize additional resources to combat the twin epidemics of HIV and STIs. To the local healthcare providers in our community, it is time to act now. After all, it was in 2006 that the Centers for Disease Control made recommendations for routine HIV screening for all patients between the ages of 13 and 64 a recommendation that has simply not been implemented on a wide scale. HIV and STI screenings need to become routine, not exceptional care. In addition to calling upon others to do more, I am pleased to announce today that ARCW is establishing the Strategic HIV STI Prevention Leadership Fund. This $250,000 fund will support expanded HIV and STI testing, prevention, and other programs both within our organization and within our community partners. The fund needs to be a catalyst for other investments to begin to create true change in our community. ARCW is pleased to establish this fund and help lead a renaissance in our community to address these twin epidemics. But let me be clear, we expect others to step forward also. The federal government, the state of Wisconsin and local government need to make more investments in this work and to the private sector, if you care about kids, you need to invest in this tough work. If you care about economic and neighborhood revitalization, you need to invest in this tough work. If you want to reduce healthcare costs, yours and others, you need to invest in this work. Finally, a message to parents. As the father of three teenage daughters, I know precisely how difficult these conversations are to have. The time to have them is tonight. Make sure your kids know how to protect themselves. Make sure they know where to get information and condoms and make sure they know how to use them. And if you need help with these conversations, you can reach out to any of us here today. We will not have a safe and vibrant and successful community until we attack HIV and STIs and their root causes. This is your invitation from all of us gathered here today to join us in the work of saving our kids, black and white, gay and straight, urban and suburban, rich and poor. These kids were born after the days of Rock Hudson or Ryan White or Magic Johnson. Let's not make them live through the fear, illness and death that we once did. Thank you.